trap overflow. I'm always smoking this dope. I got these bands on my own. We going back to my home. This point right grand total of zero. People actually listening right now, so Okay, so the podcast is starting now. I had some really nice drawn out intro that was really special because I thought people were gonna be here. But at this point we have nobody. And so I'm not gonna do that. But we have a lot to talk about. There's gonna be potential draft coverage. I have all the recruiting stuff on me because I had time. This was gonna be sooner, but life happens. Everything is not as simple as you want it to be. And so we're going to get started. And hold on. Before I get started, I want to make sure I at least have one person listening live. So I'm going to hit up Ethan real quick. Is Ethan listening? Yep, we have Ethan listening. So now we're starting. So first off, I want to say this is a – I really like this recruiting class, mostly because there's just a lot of potential. There isn't as much high-end talent as last year, but when you look around, this isn't – this has the potential to be a really, really good class. Just because when you look at the guys, you see a lot of guys with high potential – Ratings, maybe not the highest overalls we're used to, but a lot of guys who end up progressing really, really well. Who I feel like could be major contributors at some of these big schools. The first person we're going to start start with is obviously the number one recruit in the country, Michael Time from Toronto, Canada. And let me go real quick to my scouting report on Michael Time and what he could potentially bring to a school. So when you look at Michael Tyne, he is what is it? Michael Tyne is a guard forward. And hold on real quick. Michael Tyne is a guard forward, about six foot seven. He is a he on the what is it? Couple things I do averaged out to a seventy eight overall player, which would be really big for some of these schools because the guard forward position is one of your big. Keys that you always have on a national contender, on a national contender. So he was definitely able to fill out for pretty much every team. There would not be a team in the country who would not love Michael Time. As we're going to start out, he one thing that I do like. He's a really quick player. He has a nice speed range and has really high endurance, meaning that we've had a lot of other guys who are really good. Their endurance was like 80s, 70s, and so. They would get tired and potentially have bad games. He has a 93 overall endurance. This is before progression, which means you'll be able to play him for, you could legit give him plus plus, which may be something you want to do in your recruiting. You'll be able to give him a plus plus. You'll be able to do stuff. He has the potential to be a really good shooter. His twos are at 80, his threes are 65. I don't know if he'll ever be a great free, like a 90% free throw shooter. 
but he definitely has it. He also has a lot of potential to be a really high-end defensive player. And so some of the teams I like where he could potentially go to is that my projection is Memphis. I feel like he'd do really well on the Memphis roster. I feel like he would be exactly the player they need. Really fill out a national contender. They did make the national championship game, so that doesn't match his values of a five winning. And as we go to the early draft declares, when you look at Memphis, they did lose Demetrius Foster and Christopher Lockett, so he would be a really great fit into their roster. So that's why I like Memphis. And also, the things match up. He has a winning location, which would help but a four in campus life, which really works well for Memphis because he wants a nice campus life and Dr. J is Canadian. So he knows what a Canadian needs to, to feel at home in, the, in Memphis. Specifically, he's from Toronto, which really helps. He has four in playing time, doesn't matter, and three in pro potential. As for other schools, I have Louisville also in this, but as an asterisk. Reason being is we don't know how good of a career Mean is. And they have the five in winning, meaning to where Louisville has a long history of winning, but he's never actually won. So it really don't have to be how you pitch that. And that could definitely be something I see other schools go again. As we wait now, we're also going to be cut in a little bit because of the NBL draft that is happening as I record this. So I'll be also giving some of my draft thoughts into it. And so other guys I have on my list of it, actually this is a little bit of shocker. I have Texas up here because Texas has a long history of winning. They have the national champions on their record. We know Wolf is a really good pitcher with campus life. And the playing time would fit really, really well at Texas. So I have him. I also have Indiana with the winning. You had one job. Indiana has the most natural titles, so that works really well. Stanford and Notre Dame were also my long shots. Stanford is a really interesting case because with winning, they're going to have the best case of anyone. They just won the national championship. And they can pitch campus life and playing time. So when you can pitch to someone, we are the current reigning national champions. That is a really strong pitch you can give somebody. The only thing is, when you look at Stanford, they do have a lot of guys returning back at the guard forward position. You have Aaron Brinson, who's going to be coming back. You have Mason King, who's going to be coming back. And they're probably going to add other players. You have to question where he would actually fit on that roster. And to go to other schools who have lost players in that position, it's going to be another interesting. And another school... Oregon would definitely be a good fit. But another school I want to talk about is Notre Dame. Reason being is that they did have the most wins last year. They are known to be a really good regular season team. But the other teams I mentioned have either been to the national championship or won it. The one team that didn't win a national championship is Louisville. But they went to three national titles. And so that in itself is going to put – Notre Dame behind everyone else because he can't pitch a national championship. In the end, I do see him going to Memphis, though. I feel like Michael Tyner is a really great fit for the roster, and I trust Dr. J. At my number two overall crew, we have Brooklyn Vic. And if you look at Brooklyn Vic, he is a perfect fit for Duke. I really, I'm going to just go out on the record and say I feel like Duke should be the favorite. 
but he is a guard, 6'4", from Roanoke, Virginia. Ethan is typing. I think he's going to do. I agree with that. He's a really fast player, a really good shooter. I feel like he's going to be one of the guys who progresses really well, maybe even better than Michael Tyne. And the thing is, he's a great shooter. He's speedy, has great jumping, but you can't put him in as long. He only has a 64 endurance and 40 height. But I feel like he would be a really big help for the Duke roster. But hold on. Let me go real quick. Where is it? Where is it? I just had it. Don't kill me, y'all. Here we go. We're at players who lost. Duke only lost Aiden Holloway, which is really big for him. Other schools I have is Notre Dame because of that five education. And they also fit the values, but not as well as Duke, especially because of his five prestige and five location. And so it really works well for Duke. You have UNC with an asterisk. You have UVA and Georgetown because of that five in education. They also can pitch prestige a little bit, but at the end of the day, this is Duke's recruit to lose. The next player is the third overall recruit. We have Nagoba, also from Virginia, Manassas, Virginia. And this is our first big man on the thing. And he's not a stretch big man. He's your traditional forward center. I feel like he can play a lot of center, center on the next level. And what works well for VCU is that they lost both of their centers. Ngoba. Yeah, we're talking about Ngoba right now. When you look at Nagoba and what he can offer, he's a big center. He's going to control the boards. He's going to control the board. He's going to control the inside. He's a big building block piece that you need. He's decently fast. For his, he's actually pretty fast for a big guy. He has nice jumping, good height. He's pretty strong. He works really well on the inside. Nagoba is a really nice piece to add for your team. Who I have winning this? I have BCU, I have Louisville, Miami are my final three for Nangoba. Louisville is another team with the asterisk because of this five in winning, five pro potential and four in location, and four in prestige. And so normally, if Latchman was in here, I would give him the Louisville. The thing is, he's not there, and so I say he is really VT's recruit to lose. But definitely watch out for Louisville because Memes is a good recruiter, then this could definitely be someone who ends up at Louisville. I feel like he would be a real nice piece for any team who really wanted him. Next is Christian Jones, and this is going to be one of the more fun and interesting recruiting battles going on because he can offer a real lot to a lot of schools. He is really quick. He has great endurance. He's a great shooter, great getting steals, passing. You could see him move out to the point guard or shooting guard, depending on what school. And I'm going to step back for a little bit because I have to go check in, but I'll be right back. All right, boys. All right, boys. I'm taking over. 
this is not sanctioned. I'm just going to talk some stuff. All right. Christian Jones is obviously going to Georgia Tech. I was thinking about Jones, but I think if anyone can pitch playing time in this league, it's Alex. Like, there's no question. All right. Someone tell me who the number five recruit is. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep version number four. Wait, what number? Right? Someone tell me number five. Someone tell me number five. Quick, quick, quick. Hey. Oh, get nothing. Off. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Get off. Right now, we're still only. Thank you, Ethan Doe. Can everyone give a great count to Ethan for filling in the space? Thank you so much, Ethan. I really appreciate that. I'm not mad at you at all. And right now, someone actually, someone alerted me when there's more draft stuff happening, like the actual draft's about to start, so I can focus my attention over there. So someone do that. Someone step up, okay? We're back on the Christian Jones. And I said this is going to be one of the more interesting because of his actual values. I have a lot of people here for Christian Jones. Because he only has one thing in the four, and that's playing time. And three in campus, like everything else is a one and a two. And so a lot of teams are definitely going to be interested in this man. And I see him progressing really well. If not this year, then definitely next year. So he actually potentially be someone who stays for two years. I doubt it, but it's a definite possibility. And so on my list, I don't, let's count out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight people on my list that could potentially get Christian Jones. I'm going to start off with my asterisk school. The school I have first on my board, but it's not necessarily the favorite, is Arizona. And the reason being is that Ja'Cray Walker just left, meaning they have the hole at the guard position. And if Walker potentially has a really good Jaray. I'm going to say Ja'Cray. I like Ja'Cray. I like Ja'Cray. But if Walker ends up having nice showing ends up being a really high draft pick, you can argue that the playing time would be really nice pitch. Because now you can offer, oh, when you have that shooting guard with a lot of playing time, end up being a finals for player of the year and a top five pick. That looks really nice. So I have Arizona as my wild card. Other teams I have, Kentucky, Texas, Indiana, Memphis, Miami, and the favorite. And the reason – I actually don't want to say it's my favorite because it's very biased, but Georgia Tech. Right now, I have Georgia Tech as the favorite. This is a really biased – actually, it's actually – I'm not going to lie. It's very biased. See, yes, I can definitely – oh, I said you are a potential wild card for Christian Jones. Jevin, I think you do have a chance on him. And you, that's just a school I offer. Anyone who can really offer him playing time and pitch campus life could really end up getting him. And it's the two in loyalty. That helps too. But what about DeRay? What I said about DeRay is that if he ends up being a really high draft pick, that it would look really well on your playing time just because you can say when I offer my shooting guard a lot of playing time, he ends up being a top five pick in the draft. 
So I, you know how to work well with guys in Christian Jones, number four recruit. But honestly, I really don't feel comfortable predicting that just because there's too many guys who can end up going for him. So, at the number five recruit, we have Nichols, who is a another big man from Akron, Ohio. So normally you would say Akron, Ohio, Ohio State. That guy, he only has a one. It really sucks. He has a one in location, which does no favors to come whatsoever. But what you can offer to his team, he is a more of a stretched big. He's a more stretched big. He's a lot more rounded in his shooting. He's not very fast, though. He doesn't have great endurance. He's not. He's really strong, has nice height. But he's not much of an athlete. But he can rebound. He's very fundamentally sound. He's the big fundamental. Whereas Shaq would say the dumb... I'm not, I can't, I can't speak. Sorry, everybody. But who do I have for Nichols? I have a couple schools. As my wild card, I have Miami. Reason, reason being, can you hear me out on this, is that he does, he has a one in playing time. So he doesn't offer much in the playing time, but he has like five in loyalty, which is really important. The only thing is the prestige. That's going to really hurt Miami in that kind of case. Their schools. I'm going to take him out. Because GT is, one, I don't think he's going for Nichols. Two, it's the prestige. But you have Stanford, Kentucky, and Memphis. All, I would say, are the front runners because both all these schools have really good loyalty. And have really high prestige. And so my favorite to win this right now is actually be a shocker. I'm gonna go with Stanford. I'm gonna go with Stanford as the winner for this guy, just because of the new prestige ratings and where Stanford fits into this. Cause I can recall they're tied for first in prestige. Yep, they are tied for first in prestige. So he has the prestige battle over everyone and the fact that he is the current national champion. <clears throat> the only thing I would say Memphis has the edge over is that he, Memphis, has Dr. J, and Dr. J is the only guy who has stayed with the same team. Hazel has coached Kentucky, Kyle coached Nebraska. So while it doesn't really reflect into the loyalty ratings, that has to help Dr. J to say, I've been with the same program. Bobby like Jonas Nichols can really be nice, but I would really want to pair him with an athletic big. At least have an athletic big on your roster just because if you get someone who's a little bit more athletic, maybe not fundamentally sound, that could create some problems because he's just not that fast. He can't only play for so long. Now to our number six recruit. Is Xavier Bowman. I hope I get this name, this dude's name right. But I have Xavier Bowman as one of my guys. I also think could be really interesting. And the thing is, he's from Flint, Michigan. 
So that is really going to help. He has a five in location, five in playing time, and five in winning. And that five in winning is actually going to be really, really interesting. And I really like him. A little bit more of a traditional guard forward type. He isn't the greatest from the three-point line, but he has a nice two-point range. He's pretty fast, kind of strong, has nice endurance. He's a really well-balanced player. Nice blocking, nice steals, decent dribbler, not good passer, not good rebounding. He is great in the inside. That's definitely something that's going to help them. Right now, I have the favorite for that is Michigan. I feel like Michigan should be the big favorite for that. Other guys, I have Indiana. You have a lot of, what is it, marks for this guy. People potentially go after him, but I have some questions. One, which is Notre Dame? Being that he does have the five in playing time, and the and so Norton lost a lot of people, so he's definitely able to start at Notre Dame. They have the winning. The thing is, it's the five in location, and if you're going against someone like Michigan, then that location as a five, as just a five, could hurt them. And someone if I have two. Actually, before I go with the guy with the two, I'm going to also go with Kansas because Kansas does have the winning history. The thing is, Kansas hasn't been doing a lot of winning lately, so that's not going to help. But I feel like the most interesting team out all this is Michigan State because of the history of guys from Flint going to Michigan State. We obviously know about the Flintstones. We know how – there's someone else from Flint that went to Michigan, Miles Bridges. I don't know if the Miles Bridges go to Michigan State this game. No one's gonna end. Yeah, Miles Bridges went to Penn State, went to Michigan State in this game, meaning that Michigan State has the Flint pipeline. They have the five in location. The thing is, they haven't done a lot of winning of late. They have the playing time in a normal universe. He would definitely be a Michigan State lock. The thing is, this is the NCBCA, so we're not exactly sure where he's going to go. But right now, I'd have to go with the favorite of Michigan. As we get guys walking into the draft, we have John Hughes, Mike Williams, Elijah Figure, Russell Stills, Robert Lyles, and my guy, James Ortega, already at the draft, looking nice, looking sharp. They look professional out here, like they're going. They're, like they're there for straight business. As there for Travis Perry, Travis Perry. Did I get his name right? I'm gonna check. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yep, Travis Perry from Wrightsville, Kentucky. And I didn't really put much into schools into this because everyone and their mama knows exactly where this man is going to go. He already has a Kentucky jersey. He he should are he should have just been practicing with them last year. He is going to Kentucky. If he doesn't go to Kentucky, then Kyle is not fit to be a head coach. And I feel like Kyle is a very good head coach, so he's definitely going to Kentucky. As for what he's going to offer to Kentucky, he's a nice rebounder. He's a great defender because he's very versatile in that field. He's an okay shooter. He has nice speed, nice jumping, and good endurance. So I feel like he would definitely be a – key asset. I just don't know if he's going to get the help of the progression guys as much as we want. But I like him 
I feel like he could be really interesting. But I'm not going to put too much into that because we all know where he's going. So there's not a lot to really talk about if one school just had the clear advantage over him. Next, we're going on to Hampton Evans, the number eight overall recruit in the country from, what is it? Supply, North Carolina. One of the more interesting names I have in this. And he's a really fast player, a really nice jumper. He has good endurance. He's a great two-point shooter, good in the mid-range. Anything inside the three-point line, he's good. He actually reminds me a lot of a DeMar DeRozan kind of guy. Except where he's just a little bit taller, nice steals, good all-around player. He just doesn't have the deep shot. But that's definitely something he could end up working on. I feel like he could end up being one of those guys who stayed as a sophomore, maybe even a junior, before he actually enters the draft. Into his value, he has a five in winning, five in prestige, five in campus life, four in playing time, four in pro potential. But the most important, he has a two in location, meaning that, one, this is going to be a really, really contested battle. I mean, there's probably a lot of coaches that I mentioned, the schools I mentioned that's not going to go after him just because there's too many schools who could realistically make a good enough case for him. Some of the schools I have, Duke, North Carolina, NC State, pretty much all the North Carolina schools. I like Clemson in this, Miami. I have Kentucky, Duke, Stanford. I don't think Stanford's going to end up going after him, though. I think Stanford's going to wait for some of these educational guys. Some other schools, I have Texas, but the school I end up thinking he's going to go is Miami. I feel like Haas will be able to put a good enough offer around him. And I feel like he's fit well enough into their roster to where he can definitely make it work. So I have, what is it? Hampton Evans going to Miami. Now to the number nine recruit, we have Kawan Robartham. He's actually one of my favorite guys to talk about just because of this Kawan Robartham. He's actually one of my favorite guys in this kind of thing. Because he has a nice, actually a really good three-point shooting. Shoot has a 70. He's a small forward who's six foot eight. He's nice high, has great speed, good jumping, good endurance. He can block, decent steals. So he is a small forward, but I could see him lining up as a power forward, maybe as a really small center, a big shooting guard. You can really move him around. He's a very versatile player. And I feel like that's someone, if you don't have him on your boards, and he may be not getting the offer that you think he should be getting, I would definitely, if you have the visits, put an offer out to him especially if you fit these values. He has a five in pro potential, a four in loyalty, three prestige, three winning, but he has a four in location. Right now, I had the favorite as Memphis. I feel like he's definitely a Memphis man. He really fits the kind of style of what Dr. J wants. The other school I really listed, the potential candidate was Texas, because that's the other close Louisiana school to him. And after that, it becomes a lot more interesting because in the Bayou region, there aren't a lot of established programs. And that, unless you're going to 
go out, a, throw out a curveball and go with like Kentucky or Louisville or maybe even Missouri. I don't think Missouri's established enough to really go after this man. So it's really between Memphis and Texas. But if one of those schools don't offer him and it's a school farther away, then if you're close enough to the area, I would definitely try to extend the offer, at least take an attempt at it. Even TCU, even TCU could potentially make a case for him just because of location and the pro potential. As for my 10th recruit, the 10th and final guy in the top 10 from Toledo, Ohio, is Jacob Easter. And I famously mentioned in one of my other podcasts that No, not Jacob Easter, Jerry Easter Jr. Sorry, whoever Jacob Easter is. You're not getting tens of scholarship offers. No one wants you to come play at their program. Don't quit on your dreams, though. I feel like you'll make a really good accountant someday. Maybe you're working at State Farm. Hopefully you don't wear any khakis. But as for what he can bring to a school, he's a nice two-point shooter. He's a good shooter. He's not the greatest passer. He's not going to give you great defensive numbers. But he's quick. He's quick on his feet. He has nice endurance. Not very strong in his jumping. So, so, but he's six foot six, meaning to where you could really play around with him. And if you want him, you can run a really big lineup because he's a guard. He's six foot six, which really works well for some schools. He has a one in location. So again, it's poor time. He's not gonna be able to get a lot of these Ohio guys. Five pro potential, five playing time, four impressions, and five in campus life. <clears throat> and because he bodies so much and he doesn't have that education value, education. Yeah, he doesn't have an education value or location that offers that opens it up to a lot of schools. I feel like Indiana could definitely take a shot at him. I feel like even schools like Arizona, Syracuse, UConn, some of the schools I haven't really mentioned so far could definitely extend offers to him and walk away with a good shot. Miami, Oregon, yes, I feel like you have a really nice shot out here. But if I have to go with anybody – and that's definitely anybody looking at team's rosters, what they would have to give. If Arizona goes after him, I really could see him at Arizona. And it's a little weird. But I feel like he really worked well at Arizona against another school. Oregon's actually at 82 in prestige. So I may switch that over to Oregon. Because on my notes, I have Arizona. But Oregon, Syracuse. Even Colorado State could all potentially walk away with this guy. But I feel like Colorado State's going to go for someone else that I'll mention a little bit later. We're going to take a quick break so I can go get some water. So, Ethan, if you want to take over while I leave for a bit, you are definitely welcome. Who's number 11? It's Thomas. What is his value? What is his values? What is it? Two locations, five pro potential, five winning, five prestige. Oh, DJ Thomas. Okay, I got this one. 
right. DJ Thomas is a very interesting recruit simply due to his uh, winning and prestige. There's tons, like, basically those two things are just so interconnected. Uh, you can't really have one without the other, honestly, unless you're uh, UNC two years ago. Uh, so DJ Thomas is definitely going to be an interesting one. I think you're going to look at guys like Oregon, Memphis, Texas, uh, Stanford. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Who else could really give a good offer? Who else is like top 80s in prestige? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, those those are the type of teams that you could really see offer DJ Thomas. I think, I think, I think he's Texas's if Texas wants him. Uh, wow, Bucks, really? I, at least I project. Uh, I project. Um, Jerry Easter to Oregon without even having to change it. Yeah, I think Texas is going to be a good luck because I don't know if Memphis is going for him. If Memphis is going for him, I would have him go to Memphis. But Texas or Stanford really is going to be the thing. What's so interesting about Stanford um, is do now that they're basically great in every value, um, which means they can really get a lot of good recruits. Um, so yeah, I would go Stanford, Texas, or, or Stanford, Texas, or Memphis. I'm back. Damn. Thank you so much, Ethan, for filling in the dead space. But right now, or I end up going right back to prospects, I want to say a thank you to our sponsors. Shout out to Dr. J for recording this. Shout out to Stanford for winning the national championship. Chicago for winning the NBL. My girl for the Brownies. Dominoes or the breadsticks. Shout out to all y'all. They're doing amazing things out here. But again, before we go back to these prospects, there's something else I want to talk about, and that's going to be these grad transfers that are coming out this season. And what they could potentially do and what they're kind of going to look after. First, we're going to start off with Ron Hargraves, wants to be close to home and wants to make the national tournament. And the reason why. Hold on, let me pull up his stuff real quick. He's from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, so I can definitely see him going to Miami for the state. But I feel like he is definitely a Miami man. And this actually makes it really interesting because he ends up, let's say he goes to Miami, then that's one less, what is it? That's one less school you have to deal with if you, if you want to go after a big man. Just because now you have Dorian Yates still on the roster, so Miami definitely won't be targeting a big man, or at least how I look at it. You have Dustin Henry from Michigan, and I feel like Dustin Henry is one of those guys to where I'd really like to see what Dustin Henry could do next year. I feel like he's just a really talented player, really versatile, and can really offer teams a lot because he's such a great shooter. From Hawaii, wants a great education and needs to start. I can definitely see Wow. Wow, Oregon. I was about to really help you out. I, I had a lot of praise for you. That praise is out the window now, Oregon. I thought we were bros. I thought you really thought you really liked me. You said, get Cam back here, slash S. So you're sarcastic. I don't like you anymore.
waiting for his response. But actually, I was going to look at all these ratings, but we'd be here for a while, and y'all really want the actual prospects that are going to be freshmen. I'm not going to look at the rest of the graduates for his ratings. I'm going to just say their desires and how I feel like schools could fit into that. Charles Lane from Texans wants a great campus life and needs talent around him. And so you'd have to definitely look at a school with already brings in and is retaining a lot of guys. So even someone like Michigan could be someone I really like. I could see Stanford. I could see I think you see Arizona State picking him up. He's just even actually, hold on. I didn't mention Syracuse. Syracuse could definitely go after Lane too. It's you have a lot of talent. I feel like you'd be good enough to do it. Christian Jones is a t- is a tiger. There's too many. Sc- I even mentioned Clemson. Did I mention Clemson for Christian Jones? I may not have, but Christian Jones is. I mentioned Christian Jones will be highly contested. There's too many guys going after Christian Jones to make a good assessment of where he should be. Steve Clinton from VCU wants a calm environment, wants to be in a winning situation. So it's definitely a smaller school. That's not a smaller school, but a school is like an actual college town who's going to end up getting him and wants to be in a winning situation. I like Indiana. I feel like he'd really be nice at a school like Indiana. Which is in Bloomington, not a lot going around for it. Or what is it? Like a Syracuse? No, not Syracuse. I don't think. Fuck GTs, y'all want the actual prospects. Go to five stars. You know what? GTs have lives, they matter. What is it? And so I really, so Steve Clinton is going to be a little bit more interesting. Ball, please. Now, Lamar Adams wants to Warren climate, wants to make the national tournament. I'm going to go out and say I'm offering him. I'm offering Mark Adams. I want another UCLA grad transfer. Wants to like Warren climate, wants to make a national tournament. Other schools I could see going after him. I could definitely see Stanford. I could see Texas. I could see Arizona, Arizona State, NC State. I actually like to see NC State go after him. I feel like that'd be a little bit fun. The Battle of Rawls again. And then now the Kevin Young. One of I recruited Kevin Young. He'd be the last person from my first ever recruiting class at Wake Forest, my number 11 recruiting class. So, man, I feel old. I feel really old now, even though I'm technically you. You want to see a Snake U? Yes, it is. And Snake U made the national tournament. So, I guess something's working. And so, I'm going to also go after my former guy. But I could definitely see a couple other schools that would potentially get him. Ben Moulton wants a good education. He's a loyal coach. I'm not surprised he wants a good education, given he went to Northwestern. And so he's a loyal coach. Stanford, you're looking at pretty much all the guys who have top loyalty ratings. And top meaning that, what is it? 
They haven't brought contact, basically. They've played the system. This Thomas likes being a leader, wants to be close to home. Basically, if I would give a hint to someone who wants to offer him, I'd offer him your start, your captain spot. One of the things I did with Russell Williams is I offered him to be the captain of our team because he wanted, he was like, if I can recall, he wanted a good playing time, he wanted to be a leader, that kind of thing. Talk about Bowman again. No, we have a recording. This is being recorded. Y'all could listen to this. I can't hear your boy Cam. You can't hear me? Am I not speaking loud enough? Am I not speaking loud enough? Oh well. Rip Haas. Stop gurring in here. But what is it? I would offer him your captain spot. I have captains. So I feel like that could be definitely something you want. And let's be close to home. I'm not going to look up his hometown. And what is it? Once a good camp is life, once I'll be dancing, you'll retire. So I feel like that's open to a lot of school. And the final one, Tony Edwards, like cold water, loves snow. Syracuse. This guy screams Syracuse right now. Or like Oregon or somewhere where it snows. Heck, go to Nebraska. Go to like, he's probably going to go to somewhere for a lot of snow. Obviously. None of those places in the Oregon range. It snows more than that. UConn, yes, UConn being at a night school, Boston College. What? Wait, watch him to go to like Texas A and M or like UVA or something like that. Watch him go to somewhere where it doesn't snow at all, and and all this gonna laugh. But back to five stars. Come on. No. Kyle, do the NBL draft. And so because these are – I'm lumping everyone between 11 and 25. This is going to go a lot quicker. And so Thomas, I have Oregon winning him. I feel like he definitely works well with Oregon winning pro potential and prestige. And Oregon winning the top schools in prestige. Living to all the other schools in the really West Coast like really don't need a point guard. I feel like Oregon's definitely a big plus to him. I'm not gonna you want hold on. Before I get going, do you all want me to still do the player breakdowns for eleven to twenty five? Y'all still want me to do that? It's just Ethan that responded. I need more people to respond. All right, so you still want me to do that? Wait a minute. There's too many guys with the name Thomas. DJ Thomas, here we go. He's six foot two. This is a little bit concerning. But he's a good steal. He has nice steals, dribbling, passing. He's a stereotypical point guard. 
leader of the offense type of dude. Do I think he's ever going to be like a top scorer? No, but I could be definitely someone who could be someone high in assists, someone who can really run your offense. I'm going to give you a hint. I mean, I did not mention Michigan. It's one of the schools I feel like Robotson is going to go to. Now, next is Mobley from what is it? Columbus, Ohio. And if we look at what is it? JP Mobley Jr. That reminds me, that actually is a funny story. The where I used to play football, all, the recreational park around my house was like JP Mosley. This is JP Mobley. Uh, it was an S. I have a sentimental connection to him. Why can't his name be JP Mosley? But what is it? No one's this he probably has the most eye popping. He has a hundred jumping. He's six foot four with a hundred jumping. Meaning that he may have a fifty five rebounding but and sixty three block, but I really ain't concerned about that. Because he has a hundred jump he has a hundred jumping, which means he'll be able to block a lot more shots than his rating suggests. He has seventy three pointer, he's not a great from two. He has a 72 free throw, not a great dribbler, an okay passer. He's decently speed, but he doesn't have a lot of turns, which is kind of concerning. And if you look at his values, that's a foreign location. So he could definitely be someone that Thomas may actually go after. But a five in winning, Indiana is one of the schools I look at. Notre Dame. I even look at Kansas a little bit. And because, of the, again, how you pitch winning – Really depend on what you want. Michigan, Michigan has to be a school. Mobley, who should I target? I heard I have Mobley right now as a guy I said that you should go after. Actually, look back. I had what is it? Xavier Bowman. I put Indiana for. I had Christian Jones with Indiana. Basically, I would try to stay a little bit local this year. There's a lot of good talent coming from the Midwest. And so definitely send in your request if you have them. So if you want me to really break down your school in the recruitment, send me in. Tell me what you want. Because I do have a lot to talk about. I have a lot of stuff I can talk about. Can you break Do it after the vibes. I'm really waiting when the NBL happens. So, yeah, we'll do it after the vibes. So, if you have a request, send me through it in PM. That way I can keep track of it. If you only have one scholarly. Okay. So, you have to make a count. In that case, I'd be... <coughs> so you, yeah. So keep going. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Damn. You're not even getting off topic. This is still on topic. But what is it? 
Back to Nigel James. I never even talked about Nigel James, but I feel like Nigel James. I don't. What is it? When I last time to Alex, he said he wasn't go after him. I feel like he should go after him because when I look at Nigel James, he purposely fit to what would be needed to go to Georgia Tech. He has a five in education, five in campus life, two in location, and five in playing time. Again, my favorite right now would be Georgia Tech. If he doesn't offer him, then you have Duke. But I don't think Duke's going to offer him. Then you have, like, Georgetown. You have UConn. You have other schools. I may even go after him if no one else does. Boston College is another good school. The interesting is, is that anytime you bring it to a vibrant education, even if you pitch it, Nigel James is going to Stanford. If he goes, if Stanford offers him, then Stanford's going to get him. But I don't. Again, Hazel hasn't talked to me about his recruits and his targets, so there's only so much you can really talk about. Not talk about. There's only so much you can go after if you don't know who guys are going, who's offering who. Actually, does someone know when recruiting actually starts, what time it starts, or something like that? Tomorrow around noon. Yes, we have a noon tip-off. That's exactly what I wanted. As of right now, we don't have, what is it, the NBL draft. I don't know why. Kyle's lazy, that's why. Hold on, let me set my association. It's Alabama one. I had to check NZCFL NZCFL real quick. Roll tide. Yes, that was off topic. That was off topic, Ethan. You can yell at me for that. But look at the Fred Hart. He had a 93, not 93, 92. I was about to say a 93 point shot. I said I was eating wings. Fuck you, Kyle, for eating your wings, being happy. I'm just joking with you. Has a 75 jumping, nice speed, nice strength, nice height. He's, again, I didn't actually, again, I never mentioned this, but I also like Fred Hart. I feel like a lot of the Louisiana guys this year. Him and Robatham. I really like both of them and what they could potentially do to a school. I don't know. I should have, I should have checked this before I did this. And I actually did, I was saying I was going to do it, did, and check how many scholarships these schools actually have to offer. I think he's going to Memphis, too. Because on my big board, I have him going, not going to Clemson or Texas. Yes, Clemson. reason why I say Clemson is because the foreign playing time, winning, loyalty, prestige. Also, like Texas. Texas is another nice school to put in there. But I would keep my eye out on Fred Hart. If he doesn't go next year, he could definitely be a top five pick in two years. Now, on to what is it? Larson. Is this is his name Jed Larson? Did I copy this wrong? I think I put Jed Larson in here. Jack Larson. Why I, I may have been thinking of Jeb Bush, so I put Jed Larson for some weird reason. 
Jack Larson. So you look at Jack Larson, nice jumping, nice, decent speed. He's 6'11, but with 60 speed at 6'11, that's actually pretty good. Not as strong as you really want him to be. He doesn't have great endurance. I'm honestly, could honestly label him as a bust. I'm honestly labeling him as a bust. 68 rebounding, 76 blocks. Oh, check something really quickly. Actually, no. I could definitely. My values looking, he'd be a bust, but as I look at through my, what is it? Sims I did that went just straight to progression. Jack Larson actually progresses to like a 69, 70 overall guy. So forget everything I just said about him potentially being a bust. Fake news. You know what? People are wrong. They're not all perfect. I don't have all the answers. I'm going to probably get out of all the 25, one of them wrong. I may at best get four right. You scared me? No. Yo, it's a draft tonight. Knowing Kyle is probably going to be, what is it, three days. Oh, he's not talking to me? Fuck. But he has five pro potential, five playing time, and five education. But for winning location. So I could definitely see him going to Stanford. I could see him going to what is it? Any school with a top 10 education. Nor- Actually, no. Put him at Notre Dame. And it's not on my spreadsheet. But I have him go- I'm going to put him as a Notre Dame guy. Jack Larson. Because he has a five in education. And what is it? And he has to fill that role somewhere at, for the big guy. I feel like Larson could definitely be a guy he offers. Next one to another guy, a Georgia product from Decatur, Georgia, Ray Grant. He's someone when I saw Ray Grant, I circled him as an immediate target till I saw the foreign location. And I want to say he has a four in loyalty. Yep, he has a foreign loyalty, meaning he's the opposite of me. He has a nice two and three. He has a really nice free throw. He's just an overall good shooter. Nice speed. He has nice jumping. Great passer. Great dribbling. Good skills. Again, another stereotypical point guard. He's not very tall. He's not really strong. He can't block. He can't rebound. He's not done the inside. He probably won't get blocked a lot. But schools I can see him going to. I feel like Miami would definitely be a school. Clemson. I feel like he might be a nice shit at Clemson because of his four location. Kentucky would be another school I'd look at if he wants. If Kentucky has to go that way or Louisville. Yeah, send in those requests. I only have one, two requests so far. One from Notre Dame, the other one from Thomas. Is you underwater? 
What's your problem? Am I speaking wrong? No, I'm on top of a pillow. That's why. It's snowy here. It's cold. Don't blame me. Don't look at me strange. Your mic. Hold on. What's my problem? Again, I'm on the pillow. When I'm my voice starts becoming weird because it's not really a mic that I'm talking to. I'm talking on my headphones. But my headphones have a mic connected to it. Don't lay down on the pillow. Now on the carry, carry. King carry. And fuck. He's going to Memphis. He is literally from Memphis, Tennessee. So there's no point of... Unless Memphis just doesn't offer him, he's going to go to Memphis. So... Speed, he has nice speed, good jumping. He's a nice shooter. He can really work well as a shooting guard. I don't see him be able to play anywhere else but shooting guard, given his actual attributes. But we don't know how progression goes. Maybe he becomes an all-around stud. It really it all goes into what the export says. Now, someone else I'm really interested in is Thomas Reddick because he values so much. It's really hard to say where he's going to end up going. Tommy Reddick, Kansas. He's well, he's from our Kansas, so you never know. The thing with him, he's slow as hell. He has 19 speed. So I wouldn't touch him personally. Now, 41 free throw. He can't shoot. He has nice blocking. But the thing is, he has 81 potential. So he definitely has room to improve. He's definitely probably a guy who's going to stay for two, three years. And so what his values are, four in location, five pro potential, five playing time, and four campus life. So, Thomas Reddick, I could see Arkansas. I can actually see Kansas getting him. Kentucky. I'm not going to say Texas and Memphis because I don't think either are going to offer him. Now, they may prove me wrong and do offer him. Louisville, I I see me, I could see me offering this guy. When you get into some of these other guys, it becomes really interesting who actually offers these people. Because I really don't know. Reddick to Michigan, no. Sorry, Tommy, you ain't going to Michigan with that foreign location. Unless he pulls a Tyree Hurt. Now you have Upchurch. I think it's, but I same thing. I could definitely see a solid offer from, what is it? Arkansas. Now to Travis Upchurch, 79-2-73, good passing, good dribbling, nice jumping, nice speed at 6-4. I feel like he's a combo guard. 
he definitely be one of those combo guard guys who I don't think is NBL draft ready necessarily. He's not the greatest defender in the world, but he can definitely be coached up well enough. And maybe even into the draft next season. We don't know. But (coughs) 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 sorry for me coughing. I'm a human. But am I okay there? Probably not. But I'm going to keep going. He has a five in winning, five education, five campus life, four prestige, three location, three. Basically, he values everything except loyalty. And so I'm going to go with the safe answer here and go with Connecticut, maybe Boston College, maybe Notre Dame, maybe Syracuse, Villanova, potentially. Still there. Great job, Kyle. Never. Uh, really, Kyle? Just get the draft so I can talk about it. Cause that would, cause that's the other thing. Since we don't have a draft, that's kind of hurting me with somebody's pro potential. Because I'm only going off of what other guys have potentially done. I don't have this year's draft. Nabimon, what? What? Ortega is going lottery. Ortega. I'm saying, what is it? We don't have actual picks and people going, but I'm definitely saying Ortega is probably a top 10. I have Ortega, right now, I have Ortega as a top five pick. But still, and I'm good. In my BB, this is just from my basketball game experience where sometimes the drafts go really, really weird just sending them. Announcements. There will be live coverage. Thank you, Kyle. Finally. Momentarily. Now be mine. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He offers he has what is it, a five in location. I definitely see him going to Honestly, it's either Marquette or Notre Dame who's gonna end up getting him. Or actually, I could see Wisconsin. Thanks, Indiana. You, you, I didn't have him as someone who would end up going to Wisconsin, but I definitely feel like Wisconsin put a good enough offer. He could definitely be someone who's going. We still have a couple more five stars left, so don't panic. I could actually see him a little bit of point guard. He's not a great passer, though, but he's really good at steals. PDAF Esports, so he can lift through the teams? Definitely. Wait, no. No, I'm actually good with the pre-draft export. You can just go straight ahead. Then I would have to actually look, sit through it. I probably, I honestly can't really give like a mock draft. 
I mean, during the draft. I had, what is it? Wisconsin, Northern Dame, and what is it? Marquette. I had Marquette as the favorite. But other schools I could definitely see going after him would be actually Illinois. Illinois and 17th in recruit, not 17th in recruiting, 17th in. <sighs> Y'all gonna have to sit through my roommate's ringtone real quick. Here we go. I'm back. Is it? We had technical some difficulties going on. Phone. What? I don't, I don't know what Matt's asking, so we're going to keep going. Or somebody I haven't mentioned, GK and Northwestern. That's the other school that I didn't really pay, pay a lot of attention to, but Northwestern can make a good case to get Beamon because Northwestern is in the top five in, what is it, education. He has a five in education. He has a five in education. He has a five in location. Three in playing time. The only thing is that loyalty. Honestly, if you offer him Michigan, Tommy, you could potentially make a good enough case to win. But now the Ty Virgil. And I'm going to just put – I think y'all already know I'm going after Ty Virgil. And so I really don't care. But I can't put him as I got – I've meant yeah. I know what it is. I was just joking. But I'm not going to put myself as the favorite because that's selfish. And that's not the type of program I want to run or the type of show I want to run either. Stanford, I could definitely see Stanford getting him or UCLA. It's that foreign location. If it wasn't a foreign location, you got to be selfish to win here. Yeah, I'm going to be selfish to win, but I'm not going to project myself to win on a podcast because I'm not a coaching on here. I'm a podcast. I'm a host. This is a really good brownie, but it's really this foreign location. If it wasn't more the foreign location, I would open it to a lot more. This nigga eating edibles? No, I'm eating a homemade brownie. 
that's why it took me so long because this was going to happen a lot earlier, but there were two activities board stuff happening. I was hanging out with my girl. They made to give out to the school. And so here we are. There's leftover brownies. And these are really good. For people who don't have girls, little girl advice, get someone who can cook. But that's kind of the thing my I think about the Todd Virgil is that he has that foreign location. And so there's only so many great top-tier educational schools out west. Cal, I didn't mention Cal either. Basically, California schools. Yeah, I already talked about Brooks. Or did I talk? I think I talked about Brooks. I'm... No, I skipped over Brooks. No, I didn't. I skipped over him. I went straight from... I went straight to 16 to 18... I'm going to finish Virgil and then get right back to Brooks. Thanks for the catch. He's a good shooter. Nice speed. Nice endurance. He's in jumping, but he's not strong. And doing nails by besides be a point guard. Era like the Rockets is tender winning streak. Shout out to Houston. Even though in, in this game, they got crushed in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs, in the finals. Shout out, shout out to Zion Harmon, though. Big games. We feel doing good. But on the Brooks, the guy I didn't talk about, because he's irrelevant. He's a bust. He's never going to do anything. I didn't even know he existed. He's for Dural Brooks. Whose name is Dural? If I showed up to a job interview with my name Dural, I'd be denied. I wouldn't be given the job because it'd be a too black of a name. I'm just joking out here. But forward, I see more guard in him than forward. Even though he's six seven. He's a good two point shooter, really good inside the three point line. Nice jumping. He's decently speed at sixty nine endurance, which should definitely get better. The thing is, his potential is also his overall. And so you have to question how much he'll actually, what is it, progress by in his career. But he's our, but he's a good-to-go player. Where is he from? Detroit, Michigan. And what is it? He doesn't have a five in location, but he has a five in campus life, a four in prestige, and a four in pro potential. And so, what is it? I'm going to go to the prestige rankings. I like Indiana. I like Indiana in this. I like Oregon. A couple other schools. Colorado State. Colorado State does have, I do like Colorado State. So, really, schools with high low, not high location, high prestige. What player is it? Daral Brooks. And that may actually help Indiana because they have the, what is it? 
the two. He has the two, which, if I can recall, actually, I do have it noted because it helps. Because I had learned about this last season. A two, it's not that he doesn't care about it, but it's not something he puts high priority in. But it could definitely swing. So if it's close enough, I could definitely see him in, what is it? Candy Stripes. I was Warlick. That's an interesting. Actually, no, I had like 12 Warlicks in my school. I had another friend, he had like 25 Warlicks. 25 Warlicks, like 17 Antetokounmpo's, and like 36 Porzingis's. Actually, comment, how many Warlicks do y'all have in your school? Keep this a little interactive. How many guys with the last name Warlick go to your school? I have like 12. Like six guys with the name Antetokounmpo. It's really common. But he was pretty big into the sense where he He has 81-2, and so he can definitely hit the mid-range as a pop. Nice speed, nice height, decent strength, good endurance. Nice inside, guys. I like him more as a defender. Sorry, that was the brownie that was talking, not me. So you probably heard me chomping down on that brownie. It was a really good brownie. But he has a five in winning, five in location, four in loyalty, and four in prestige. So I guess Kansas, Texas. It's really interesting. If I'm honest, he may just go to Miami and piss all of us off. I definitely see Oklahoma going after him. But besides that five location, he has nothing else. That's the thing about a lot of these schools in the Midwest. Besides the location, not the Midwest, the Southwest. Besides the location, there's there's only so much after that you can really offer someone. I guess SMU. I guess SMU can make an offer to him. I never see SMU. Mercy Miller is our Number 24 guy. We're almost done, people. You almost made it through the top 25. Hey, Ross. What's up, Ross? Come on. NBL draft type. We are almost there. So we're definitely going to try to finish this up. We may be able to finish this up right before the draft starts. That would be really hype. Recruiting begins at noon tomorrow. The thing I like about Marshall Miller, he's a great shooter. Did I miss most of the pod? You, eh, you did. You didn't miss any of the draft stuff, though. So, And honestly, I didn't talk that much about NC State, so you didn't miss a lot. At least in terms of your school. He has a nice three-point. Actually, no, I'm, that's off topic. He has 100 endurance, which is huge. 
which means you can play him really, really long. He has a nice three. He can't shoot the two. He can't shoot free throws. But he's a great dribbler, great passer, great in steals. He's a really, really solid player. And, oh, shit, the first pick in the draft. No, we're going to have to stop at 24. Just go. Go, go, go. Speed, speed. Okay, we got Kane. We got one last guy. Rush Kane. I'm sorry for anyone who's really interested in the number of Indianapolis, Indiana. Three in location, five in playing time, four in the winning. I do. I'm going to speed you the last guy real quick. Sabian Kane he has a lot to improve on. I feel like he's a very raw player. Until five in playing time, four in winning. Notre Dame, Kansas. I'm going to give this guy to Kansas. I don't think Kansas is going to get the number 25. They go after him. Kansas is going to end up not offering him whatsoever. Even though Kansas is listening to this, he's out of spite will not offer him. Offer like seven and get him. But five in playing time, four in winning, three in location. I definitely feel like this is a Kansas man. But now on to the, what is it? The NBL draft. Yeah, honestly, we have no. Well, I don't think he registered, but that could be a nice. I like that kind of duo. Do well. You should pitch that. Noyles and what is it? Kane. That could be your. Rob Sampson Hakeem lineup. <coughs> noise, noise. Whoop. The guy you got last year. He's on the phone. So I can't tell him to be quiet. I'm just gonna have to deal with it. It's 12 o'clock. We have to be in our dorms. We have to be in our rooms. Night. Yeah, we're checking. We're kind of stuck on our rails. But send in those requests. And then we have two. Two requests. I know y'all have questions. They want me to talk about your school. And we're anticipating with his first pick. I think it's going to be Elijah Fisher. I think it's Elijah Fisher right now. 
You fought over Fisher. I did see that. My name should be Fisher. You, if you want to request, you have to send it to PM. Because it's going to get lost. The first come on. We want this election. That helps Stanford out a lot because now you have the number one group on your plateau. So that's another weapon to the large Stanford arsenal that they're growing. But poor lots of Fisher and Marquette. They had a great season. He was hurt. And I think that definitely hurt his stock a little bit. Him being hurt, missing. Make a time. I probably scared the Dallas Mavericks out of getting him. But I feel like, what is it? Miami could be could get a steal of Elijah Fisher, Fisher at the second overall pick. So I want, so I want to know y'all reactions: bus or star. See, she had gone with she had Bashar been that number one overall Elijah Fisher's we get a lot of star star obviously Kyle with the bust Bashar is buried in Fisher So we're seeing a lot of Bouchard with the right pick. So that's kind of the vibe yeah. I'm getting from everybody. As we uh, wait in anticipation. Yeah. Wait, Memphis with the second pick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause. Pause, Kyle. Uh, what? Did Memphis make a trade? I'm confused. Every everything I told was a lie. A lie. So who has the second overall pick? Miami or Memphis? Camilla is fake news. Can't even trust the podcast now. How? What did I say? You can trust me. Ah, brownies. I can see. Is he with Elijah Fisher of Marquette? So Elijah Fisher is the second pick. I've... And so again, it's coming in. Buster Star. 
Com- keep commenting the bus and star after every pick. I think he's going to end up being a star. Two on the board now. Now it gets a little bit more interesting. Let me pull up the mock draft. It's a Aiden Holloway, Nicholson, LeBron James, Mark Ortega could all realistically be the next pick. But I'm going to actually go with Jaden Nicholson as a third overall pick and then go with LeBron James Jr. and then go with Aiden Holloway. Aiden Holloway of Duke. So, again, do the Buster Star. Buster Star. I really like... It's so hard to say Buster Star with a lot of these guys, especially when they go top, because you always want to say star. But I'm going to... Hold on. I'm going to do my own research real quick. Yeah, again, I expect this. The when I made the notes, I wasn't really expecting. What is it? The draft to happen. Mama, she go star because of the speed. He is strong. He is nice dunker. He kind of really all around at everything. But I could definitely see him being a bust. What is it? LeBron James Jr.? This will be LeBron James Jr.? Yeah, but it's LeBron James Jr. Dr. J is four for four. Dr. J getting his thing in. Is he a buster? He is or he a star. If- Ooh, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to go buzz purely because the expectation of LeBron James Jr. is much higher than everyone else. To where if he's not as good as his father, then he's kind of going to be labeled a bust in that kind of case. Why the fuck have we not done live draft podcasts before? The podcast has definitely not happened this frequently. <coughs> yeah, I need water. The podcast normally hasn't happened this frequently, so they don't happen during the draft. Oh, 
Well, no, my girl, she tried to kill me with these brownies. Drawn to the fifth pick. Please be James Ortega. Please be James Ortega. I don't think it's only Ortega, but please be him. I don't want. What, what if Dr. J went 60 for 60? What if Dr. J got all the picks right? That would be incredible. I don't think this is going to happen. But it would be really incredible. With a fifth pick, Boston selects. Who is it? Who is it? Sean Melvin of Oregon. So that's a shocker. That, that what? I'm gonna look at them. Is it? Maybe it isn't. Yeah, Sean Melvin in the mock draft was going to go 16th. Now he's the fifth overall pick. Yeah, in the mock draft, he was a 16 overall pick. So, can I get a bust or what is it? Comment bust or star? Or was this a reach? Bust. I'm going to go bust. Can you get a star in the chat? Nope. Can we look at what is it? Wasn't John Melvin like a 75 overall? Or Cesar? Who is this? Is it Arden or Cesar? No, he was a 77. Arden? He has a good three, good block, good steal, good dribble. So I definitely see it. Thing is, he can't jump. He's not very endurable. He may struggle on the next level for actually be able to play in long stretches of minutes. We're still waiting on this six pick. The Pelicans select. The Pelicans ain't selecting no one if they go this slow. They're gonna miss their pick. <laughs> the Pelicans are gonna miss their picks. <laughs> Jaden Nicholson of Purdue is a fucking Pelican. Is he a is he gonna turn around the Pelicans? Nah. Oh, oh, Nicholson's a star. Indiana says bust. So is he gonna So what is it? Is he gonna be a bust or is he gonna be a star? Is he gonna actually be able to turn around the Pelicans? Nola is a graveyard. Well, Nola may be a graveyard, but I don't think it's a graveyard that Cleveland is. 
if you're good enough, I feel like you can turn around. Melvin is basically the next Larry Bird. We the next Larry Bird hasn't come yet. Oh, it's quick. The seventh pick, Mark Morris of Georgia Tech. So that is really good for the Yellow Jacket. And I'm still waiting for James Ortega right now. But really nice for Georgia Tech. You you think this could be a diamond in the rough pick? What do you guys think? What what can I get some reactions out here? Is this a, is this a steal? Or is this what is it? A good pick? Or is this like good at good spy? The Knicks select. Who are the Knicks picking? No, Haas. Haas. Shut up. Yes. Yes. That's my guy. Star. 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 Nick's fans booing. Nick's fans booed Porzingis. So look at that. Hold on, let me let me send this tweet out. We're still waiting on these picks right now. And also, I have a guy. Where... And what is it? NGCFL, that's about recruit. So I'm flipping forward so much. But I think Ortega could really be good. Just shut up, huh? With a knife pick, teams, actual Spurs. So, like, Demetrius Foster of Memphis. Is this real? Is this the real pick, Demetrius Foster? All right. Can I get a bust or star? Nope. No. I guess no bust or star. I feel like he's going to be average. Not great. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm not laughing at what is it? NZBCA. I'm like a like NZCVL. NZCFL. The best pitch ever. We promise you you will start we promise you you will start your fish year at Mississippi State. Your fish year. <laughs> your fish year. <laughs> Someone has to do that. <laughs> ah, oh my god. Oh, that's hilarious. That made my day. That made my day. <laughs> Who's the head coach of what is it? Mississippi State. You are now my new best friend. Sorry, what is it? Sorry, YK, but the fish year is now my best friend. And actually. Need Troy basketball. But we are waiting on the 10th pick. Detroit selects. Do, do, do. Detroit selects no one. They missed their pick. No, Samarche Bowes of Indiana. Wow. Bust. Sorry, Indiana. Bust. Who knows? Nobody. Wow. Fish year may win. I'm a loose of fish year. That would be really. I've reached a new all-time level. I lost a fish year. Wow, that'd be cool, Muggsy Boo. If I was at Wake Forest, I would pitch that because Muggsy went to Wake. Who has the 11th pick? Wait, we will commit tomorrow. Holy fuck, did someone die? 
The fuck was that? I just heard a really loud bang on the wall. Someone best absent respects to whoever just died. Cause literally time when someone just got hit upside the head and it ran into the wall. Who do you love him? Pick. Jare. Jacray. Jacray Walker. Who is going to Memphis to play with? Uh, what is it? Eight? Oh, wait. So that's kind of good. Jare. Did I say it the first, the first time? Another five hundred mix, and what is it? NVC NVCFL, which is honestly at this point looking more interesting than the NCBCA. Or NBL. The NBL is slow. And it's not really fun to be talking. Why the fuck does MBDGM? There's too many acronyms. There are way too many acronyms in this name. Can we go? Can we get a hashtag? Stop the acronyms or whatever. Someone created a hashtag to say no acronyms. There's there's too many acronyms. BBG, BBGM, NZCF, NZCFL, NCBCA, BGMLL, BGASL. BGMAZL, BGQR, DFGY, LMNOPIC, NOL. TMA. Hashtag TMA. Yes. Lord Firebeard wins. Lord Firebeard wins. Hashtag TMA. Too many acronyms. Get that trending. We need to get hashtag TMA trending. That that is our goal, right? Get it trending on social media. Here on social media. Hold on, I'm gonna start it.
We need to get hashtag TMA trending. Yeah, I'm gonna switch over to NZCFL real quick. Shout out to USC for getting Robert Smith. It's out the ball hill for wherever he goes. Hopefully, it's out. What happened? What happened to Kentucky? Kyle died. So we're going to go to request. Until something happens. Our first request was, what is it? Captain Clutch for Paul May Enter and Sabian Kane. He wanted to know about Kane. Yes, we discussed Minami today. Wait, Mima? What, Mima? Did I? Am I thinking about the right guy? I already talked about Bowman, so I'm not going to talk about him again. There is, I'm like. There's no one called Mimami. Is he a grass fan? Because there's no one named Mimami here. At least now I'm looking at. Do y'all hear? Hold on. Do y'all hear? Y'all still hear me? Just talk about Notre Dame. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the Notre Dame because he made it clear and precise. He wanted to say being camp. Y'all talk about saying you can't. So I'm gonna go to number. What is it? He, this is actually another top recruit. Number twenty nine, Paul Paul McIntyre. I can't pronounce his name, but five in location, 
five and winning and four and pro potential from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. The thing is, what is it? He only has a two in education, but I do like his chances. McIntyre, McIntyre, Dang, thanks. Uh-huh. He's a 60-63 decent shooter. He's quick, though. 100 speed. So he's going to be a really, really quick player. Get, off the, get the break moving. 81 drills. See. I, I would like him to see him at Nordic. I feel like Nordic would have a out anybody, but depending on who offers, may skew it. It doesn't make me feel better at all. I have I have not done well in the random number generator. I lost Paul I lost Myers and then I lost what is it? Hill. So it doesn't make me feel better. All right, moving on. So back to the other requests. Hold on. This is about Brooks. This is about Ross. Talk about whether NC State who has six rises senior should cut a shitty player and go on only in a championship. I'd actually be for that. If you, I, I because what is it? Ross has, I can recall, Ross has nice prestige. Yeah, he has 75 prestige. Tom, no, I'm going to talk about you later, Tommy, but Ross is nice enough prestige. The thing is, what is it? Cutting scholarship players to a big loss in, what is it? Loyalty. And so, honestly, if it feels like that would be be enough to push you onto the top level, i definitely go for it. Now, now the question is, who exactly do you go after? Because it's not necessarily, honestly, say it's not necessarily a great, this not necessarily a great year for NC State to really try that strategy. Because it's not like there's a lot of talent, Southeastern talent. But if you feel like that could be enough to push you over, that's going to go. Johnny, all of a sudden, committed to Kentucky out of nowhere. So congratulations, John Hughes. All of a sudden, you are now an employed man.
And honestly, with a 13th pick, the Magic Select, who is this? Finally, a non-guard. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> I'm so long to sleep out here. Well, hold on. Do we have any more of a track? Can you talk about Bowman? We did talk about Bowman. And then potential targets. Potential targets for Michigan. We... I want to look at Michigan scholarships real quick before I make anything. We lose Dustin Henry, Noyles, and Terry to the draft. So you want to have four scholarships offered, be able to offer. I doubt you're going to go just with fives. But some of the fives I look at, obviously Bowman. I mentioned Bowman should be your number one overall recruit. You should go heavy on Bowman. I wouldn't be opposed to you going heavy on Mobley too. Try to get them in a combo package as well. Bobby with Mobley. Actually, not really. Mobley only has a two and plenty of time, about a five at win. So you can pitch that to where you Bowman will get the lead, but you're going to be on a winning team, a national title team. That would definitely work. Who else? There's another guy, Doral Brooks. He only has the two locations, so that may be uh, some issues. And then what is it? Nambi Mon are some of the fives I at least look at or consider. What I consider is that you're losing some guards, a lot of big-time guards. And so I wouldn't be close for you going against, against Nordane from McIntyre or trying to get this guy from Evansville and Kane. If we're really going to go all the way down, some guys, Minnesota, Missouri guys, some guys in the Midwest around the 50 to 70 range could definitely help you, at least in the long run. But I feel like Michigan honestly has a lot. If you want to try to go all in heavy on this year's recruiting class, you definitely can. But I'd be a little bit more cautious about the future. If Julian Cross has just been drafted to VCU. Did I just say Julian Cross just got drafted to VCU? He got drafted from VCU. He is going to, what is it, Orlando. So Julian Cross is the biggest winner out of everybody here. The last lottery pick. Yeah, let's call it any questions. This is maybe the last pick before I sign off. And the last lottery pick and the last pick I'm going to talk about is dead. Congratulations. We had the first zombie drafted into the NBA. NBL. NBA doesn't exist. And anybody who actually goes 
into the recording this far, shout out to you. If you just straight up listen to the recording for this long, so that's a really long recording. Falling asleep out here. Come on, Kyle. Mikey Williams of Texas. And so that is, I feel like Mikey Williams could definitely be a little bit interesting of a selection. I feel like he may be a little bit better. So is he a bust or he a star? We had the first Disney character drafted into the NBL, so congratulations, Walt Disney. And Mickey Williams. They'll get all the bucks. But any more questions before I give an overall recruiting summary to close this out? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, go for Bowman. I went. I went over Bowman. I had I talked a lot about Bowman. Who will have the number one overall class? That's a really interesting question because there's a lot. I honestly feel like it really big on who wins the battles. Where there's a lot of guys contested for the same guys. Right now, according to just the five stars I'm looking at. I have Memphis with the number one class. Just because of how things line up for them, I feel like they're going to get two top five, top ten guys, potentially three. I really like what ways that Memphis could do. Texas has a good chance to have a really nice class. Stanford can put together a nice class because I didn't really talk about Stanford that much. Even Kentucky can even have a nice class. After that, it gets a little bit harder because there's only so many guys coming from the Southeast, so I didn't even talk about Miami. And there's a good chance that a lot of the guys we think are going to pitch the guys won't actually pitch to them. So right now, I think Memphis is going to have the number one class. Anybody else for questions? Matt making me here look stupid. How much will you? 
You know what? First of all, my roommate has no drug deal going. We beat you two years ago. We are always USC is always capable of upsetting someone. So we beat Stanford and Arizona State and Creighton. What would you say? Y'all are not asking legit questions. So y'all have any real questions? No, I'm not talking about Bowman. If you want someone to talk about Bowman, go ask Haas. What's the best angle of roast tomorrow for gravity? This is not the him. Actually, hold on. I know this answer. I know his answer. I did this for homework. What's the best angle to approach Mars for gravity? Sits out to him. That's a seventy-eight degree angle. That is my homework. Oh my god! Legit, my homework. So we have no more real questions then. If you have no more real questions. You don't talk about my dad like that. Per for personal reasons. You would know if you listened to the beginning of the first pod of the the last podcast I did. Well, I can't that situation doesn't work because my father's dead, so Yeah. It was a little bit awkward. And so we're just gonna end it now. I don't think any of y'all have actual questions. And so my overall thoughts on this class. I said at the beginning I think that this could be a really nice class. I honestly think this could be I don't think it's going to be as good as last year's class, personally speaking. Just because I see a lot of guys who could end up being worse than they actually are projected. I feel like this is going to be a lot of class. I see a lot of guys who could declare next year, could play some big imp- put some big impact onto some schools, and honestly jumpstart a couple of programs. 
because this is just a really deep glass with a lot we have a lot of talent who could even going to like the 60s and 70s. There's just a lot of talent in the class. Maybe, maybe all of it won't progress necessarily, but this has potential to be a program change in the class. So that's it. Thank you for showing up. I will see y'all after recruiting. I'm a-